You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome to My NFT Journey. I am your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others and lessons learned along the way to help you with your NFT journey wherever you might be on that journey. And you know, I have been sharing my journey since I started this podcast in November of 2021. We started with some episodes explaining what NFTs are and what the blockchain is and why I think this space is is so cool and why people should be paying attention and learning about it. And by the way, if you are someone who is just learning about NFTs, just getting intrigued, you're a little afraid to maybe invest in something or put money behind it, that's okay. As I tell people most of the time, that this is not about needing to put money in the game or buying pictures or cartoons or art or NFTs of any form. I think education is the most important thing here because NFTs are absolutely going to transform our world, change the way we live and work and do business as we move closer towards the metaverse and everything that Web3 has to offer along the way. Now, I think it's going to be many years before we get there. We're not all going to be living in the metaverse tomorrow, and I think we'll always have a real life that we'll live in as well, and we'll get to choose really how and where we spend our time, kind of like using our smartphones now to engage in social media, aka Web2, and other applications versus putting our phones down and just going out to dinner with somebody or having a conversation like that, I don't think will go away. But what I do see coming is more and more companies getting into this game, organizations, entrepreneurs, artists, creators, people of all types, musicians, to use digital assets to give people access to certain things. You could look at memberships, you can look at art, you can look at collectibles, you can also look at digital assets that are connected with physical assets. So I've been having conversations with so many people, and I had a plan to talk about one thing today, but I think I'm going to talk about this, because I think this is fascinating to really think about where the future could go. And here's a few things that I've been thinking about that are on my mind, or I've had conversations with other people about, and some of them will come in interviews that you hear coming down the line, because I've got a bunch of interviews lined up with founders of companies, the head of engineering from voice.com, which is partner with me right now with this podcast to talk about what they're doing with other collectors and interesting people and, and friends that I've met along the way, and lots of different perspectives and ideas. And I've been getting interviewed in other shows. I'm not having projects reach out to me about sponsorship and partnership. And of course, I'm being careful with all of that and, and who I might mention and, and put in front of you, because I know I have a lot of people who listen to this, and some who even might take action, because a lot of people are looking for ideas of what they could invest in. So of course, I share a lot of the projects that I've invested in, things I've invested in, and always want to let you know that it's never financial advice. You got to do your own research. You got to you know decide if something is right for you. And of course, things can go up and they can definitely go down. And I've seen that a lot recently, and I've made plenty of mistakes recently. And I've talked to good friends who seemed like they, you know, they felt like they knew what they were doing and they've been losing a lot of money or a lot of ETH or, you know, things they own have been going down in value. And I give you an example, you know, a few episodes back, I shared the example of selling my mutant and I definitely sold it too soon because it's gone up way in val a lot in value since I sold it. I've invested in other things that have not gone up since then. I know they will. I'm confident they will long-term. You know, everything is a bet. It's speculation. And the same with investing in the stock market. Things can, I've invested in a lot of stocks that have gone up and a lot that have gone down. And you got to do your research and decide what's the best for you and then follow it through and, and see what happens. But on a larger scale, you know, on a macro scale, whether you're investing or not, like I said, I think this space is fascinating. And what we're going to see 
different companies and organizations and entrepreneurs and creators, what they can do with it. It's going to be fascinating. Now, you know, creators, art is the obvious thing. We see a lot of artists creating digital art now, and it's available in many different ways. But if you just go on to OpenSea, or I'm partnered with Voice right now, voice.com, and they are really, they, they see themselves as an art gallery and really a place for artists to come create digital art and make it easy for others to buy with US dollars with a credit card instead of, you know, having to open a create a MetaMask and transfer to Ethereum and it's carbon neutral and there's no gas fees. I've done a whole episode on gas, all that stuff. So they make it really easy for artists and creators to sell. I think we're going to see a lot of musicians jumping into this space. And we already have some. My friend Bennett, who's been on the show, has talked a few times about the band Avenge Sevenfold. They created a project called, I believe it's called Death Bats. And I, I think it's been pretty successful and they're kind of paving the way for other artists. I was on another platform where I think I received an email about a, a country singer that had sold quite a few NFTs. And I think you're gonna see a lot of other up and coming artists, not just the the big established artists, you know, it'd be interesting to see like a Taylor Swift do a huge NFT release and see what she gave her fans if they bought those. And and I think that that could be very successful. Like certainly we see celebrities that are releasing NFTs and some people call those cat quote unquote cash grabs because it's like, oh, they're just using their celebrity, cashing in on the fad and making something that you can hold and say, oh, I bought this from Tom Brady or Taylor Swift for $100 and you don't get much for it. But what could be really interesting is that they start providing access and exclusive benefits that you couldn't get if you didn't have that NFT or that digital asset. So, you know, say Taylor Swift did release a collection and there were actually tiers to it. And maybe, you know, there was a $100 tier that just got you, you know, a discount on merchandise or something or, you know, a special email list. Who knows, right? But there could be like a $1,000 tier that gets you access to a private concert once a year that she puts on for her fans only, right? And there could be a $10,000 tier that gets you backstage access, right? And that could be something that someone could use once and then sell on the secondary market. And she could benefit from that with the smart contract getting commissions on the secondary sales for the life of the NFT. So there's a lot of interesting things that can be done. It's not just about the creators making money, right? It would be about the creators and musicians being able to connect with their most loyal fans, right? Because if if, if she sold something like that, she's going to get to meet like, probably some pretty loyal fans or see who's really, really excited to be part of her ecosystem. And there's probably many other things that can be done. If you look at what Gary V, who I've talked about many times, has done with VFriends, when he released VFriends back in May of 2021, which is when I entered the NFT space, it was my first project that I bought. He had something called access tokens. And there are a number of access tokens. So I have six regular tokens, VFriends, I did not buy any access tokens, and I'm very sad about that. It's one of my biggest regrets because at the time, I just wasn't sure if there would be long-term value beyond the access. But some of the access tokens include the FaceTime fly that gets you one five-minute FaceTime call a year. I think that started off at five ETH, and now they're selling for around 25 ETH, which is, what, $75,000. There's the Hangout Hawk, which gets you a few different calls a year with Gary on a Zoom with like 30 other people, right? So it's like a, a, a Zoom Hangout. Then there's the Dinner Deer, which gets you a group dinner with Gary once a year. There's the Breakfast Bat that gets you a group breakfast once a year with Gary. And then there was even some one-on-one experiences. There was a courtside, forget the animal, but basically once a year you get to sit courtside with Gary at a New York Knicks basketball game. And, you know, I think that probably sold for 15 ETH in the beginning, which was $60,000. But now I bet that would get well over 60 
ETH and maybe more. I haven't seen it sell or be listed, but it's one of those things where you could actually go to the game. And I just didn't think about this when that collection was out. Not that I had necessarily the resources, the 60K to invest in something like this, but you could use it for one year and go sit courtside with Gary at a game and then sell it for more than you bought it for. And Gary would get a commission, you'd make your money back and get the experience. And ah, you know, just thinking about that makes me wish, of course, that I had bought those at the auction, but I didn't. I'm glad I got the things that I did. I got the gift code and some other stuff. Just gives you an idea of what's possible. So you could see bands releasing an NFT collection that says, okay, this is allowing you to invest in our band. And I gave the example of Taylor Swift, but what I think is going to be more interesting and more common is an up and coming band, someone who has been, you know, they've been performing for a while. They're, they're getting the small clubs, right? But they haven't made it big yet by any means. They're still trying to make it. They're grinding and they're, you know, struggling to pay the bills and everything. And they could release an NFT collection where you get to invest say there's only a thousand and you get to invest either a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to support, you know, you're essentially like you get the satisfaction of supporting them first and foremost, but then maybe there's some access to it, right? Maybe there's a, a private concert once a year in a, in a central location that people could fly into. Maybe there is, you know, a really expensive one where you could go, you get a private concert in your house, right? Where they'd come to your house and play for you. Like you could just let your imagination run. And as holding this thing, you could use it once and then you could sell it later and say, maybe it comes with a concert once a year, you sell it later. And if that band becomes more popular then the NFT, of course, gains more value because you say like, oh, so-and-so band does a private concert once a year for, you know, a thousand fans or for one fan and 10 friends in a backyard, right? That was the most expensive one. And that band blows up, you know, all of a sudden that thing is worth a lot of money and you could sell it in the secondary market and that band could get 10% of the royalties, or, you know, of, of the sale. They're making money in, you know, perpetuity on the secondary market. It's a really beautiful thing. Now that's stuff that musicians could do. Obviously they can sell their music as NFTs, album covers, all kinds of stuff that, you know, fans have been buying collectibles. You know, you, you hear it and you think like, oh, it's just more ways for them to make money. But fans have been collecting merchandise for many, many years. What's interesting and what makes this really cool is that, not only you're still collecting merchandise, you're collecting in the form of digital assets, but the musicians, the bands, the creators would have a list of wallet IDs that have those tokens and can actually reach out to all the holders and say, we decided to do a private concert this year. It wasn't even planned. If you have an NFT, you can go register here and come to the concert. Like that's amazing, like amazing way to give back and connect with a musician or band. Artists can do that as well. I've been thinking about memberships and subscriptions. You think about a team having season tickets or imagine Disney World, you know, Disney World here in Orlando where I live. That, you know, right now you can buy an annual pass for, I don't know what it is, $1,500 or something, let's say. I have to look it up. And that gets you a pass to go to Disney. I think there's different tiers with blackout dates and stuff like that, but it gets you, you know, a pass to go to Disney as, as many times as you want for the next 12 months, right? Actually, currently, my family and I have a SeaWorld annual pass for one year to go to SeaWorld and their water park, Aquatica. And we've been going every now and then. It's, been, it's fun to go. It's only half an hour away. And when, you know, with the annual pass, you can go anytime you want, right? So imagine that, and that was a lot cheaper than SeaWorld, right? Those are a couple hundred dollars. So imagine you buy one of those for $200 and you go to SeaWorld for six months or Disney, and then you decide, you know what? I don't really want to go anymore. Or maybe you move and you're like, I can't go anymore. 
in our current world and situation, right, there's nothing you can do with that. Like you can't transfer it. I don't think most of them probably don't let you transfer it to a friend. And that's it, right? You're done. And you might not go anymore. But in NFT world, what if that was an NFT? And you know, you could just sell it on the secondary market, and someone could buy it from you and take it over. And then they can start going. And maybe you don't sell it for as much as you bought it for, right? Let's say you bought it for if it's the Disney annual pass, let's say it was $1,000 and half the year's left. Now you sell it for $500 and 10% goes to Disney. Well, now Disney's made $1,050 instead of $1,000. They made $50 more right? On the secondary sale, you have recouped $450 from your original investment and someone else got a six month pass because they just decided they wanted to go and they didn't want to buy the full annual pass for only $500, right? Instead of the full thousand, right? Now, so that's interesting. Now imagine if Disney sold a lifetime pass and maybe by lifetime, they said 100 years for $30,000, right? And you bought, you're like, wow, that's a lot of money. I don't know if I'm going to go to Disney that much, but you buy it and you go for like two years and then, you know, your kids get older and you're just not going as much. Then you just sell it on the secondary market and it might be worth even more than you sold it for or you bought it for if it was a limited release. And, you know, Disney becomes, it's hard to imagine, but if Disney became more popular than it is now, you know, they build new parks and whatever it is, right? Then you might even sell it for more than you bought it for, or at least you recoup some of your investment. So it's a pretty fascinating, interesting idea to think of that. And you can see that with all kinds of memberships and subscriptions, clubs that you could belong to that instead of doing just doing an annual fee, they could be selling, you know, one-time insurance for a lot of money. And then people who don't want to be members anymore could go sell that to somebody else. So there's a lot of possibilities in this world. I think we're going to see a lot of retailers, you know, coming into the space like Macy's and Amazon and companies and brands that release an NFT that just allows you to connect more. And you think of the NFT as just a digital asset or a digital token that's part of the brand and just allows you to connect more with the brand and with what's going on. And as a result, like they have more connection to their their fans and, and customers, you have more connection to that brand, maybe you get exclusive access to certain things, and then you can always sell those things on the secondary market. So it, it just gives the power, more power to the people in this kind of decentralized world, decentralized market. I think this is going to continue to evolve, continue to change. I see so many companies popping up and jumping into this space, so much investment dollars going into this space. This is where the future lies. This is this is the future, right? And so you don't need to go buy a PFP NFT, right? Profile picture like of a bat or an animal, like I've bought a lot of. But if you do follow an artist, you could go buy their NFT to support them. We don't have to buy anything. Just pay attention. Just follow along with what's going on. Imagine what is possible. Don't worry about the complications of what is a non-fungible token and how do you go buy it and everything. Just think of it as digital assets that are connected with creators or brands and is something that you can own and get benefits from or just support like art and that you can also be connected with an artist or creator and you can resell later on because there'll be an open market for those things. The possibilities are endless. My plan today was actually to come on and give you an update on what's going on with the VFriends Series 2 because, as you know, I'm a big fan of Gary. I came into the market through VFriends, as I talked about earlier today. As I'm publishing this, VFriends Series 2 has just about fully launched. They had a mint of 55,000 NFTs. 10,000 went to existing holders like me. 
30,000 went to people on the quote unquote friends list, which I did an episode about that they got to through book games. And then there were another 10,000 that went to a quote unquote public mint, which turned out they decided to do a lottery for that. And I won the lottery. So I got to mint one more for 0.3. The floor before the reveal was like about one, one to 1.5 ETH. The reveal happened a few days ago. And that was when you got to see what animals you got. I did not get anything spectacular, anything amazing, but I got some cool stuff. And the floor has dropped a little bit to like 0.7 ETH, something like 0.8 ETH. So keep an eye on that. Go check out VFriends Series 2 if you're looking for an NFT to get involved with. I have no affiliation other than I'm a collector, a holder, and a big fan. And I do think that it's going to be a pretty good investment for the long term. But we'll see what happens. So something worth checking out. I'll do a longer episode later about all the things that Gary did with that project. For now, I just want to thank you again for listening. Make sure you're following me on Twitter. That is the place to be in NFT world to find out about everything going on in NFT world. Andy Storch, A-N-D-Y-S-T-O-R-C-H. I am also active on Instagram, A-N-D-Y underscore Storch, S-T-O-R-C-H. I have a website, andystorch.com slash NFT, where you can find more info on this podcast. And I also have a book called Own Your Career, Own Your Life that's available on Amazon. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. I hope you'll tell more people about this podcast and that you'll be getting more involved in NFTs. Send me your questions and your thoughts, and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks again for listening to My NFT Journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by Voice.com. Yeah, Voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon-neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with U.S. dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out voice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.